whether you like to catch fish or just eat it, you might be surprised to find out where a lot of that fish comes from. Many fish populations have struggled because of damage to their habitats or over-harvesting. Fortunately for anglers and fish lovers, fish hatcheries can supplement natural populations for both commercial and recreational fishing. Because it's so important to keep the fish in hatcheries healthy, a great deal of automation is required. Hi, Alexi here from Octo22. Today we're here at Wolf Lake State Fish Hatchery, one of six fish hatcheries operated by Michigan's Department of Natural Resources. They've invited us here today to show us how they hatch and raise fish, as well as how they monitor and control these systems. Let's go take a look. Hi, today I'm here with Chris Clage from Michigan's Department of Natural Resources. Chris, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What I do is I take care of the six hatcheries within Michigan, all the process control and alarm monitoring systems within the hatcheries. Uh, we have four in the lower peninsula and two in the upper peninsula as far as the hatcheries. And we raise a variety of fish from brown trout to sturgeon to rainbow trout for all public waters within Michigan. For the uninitiated like myself, can you tell us a little bit about what's involved with a fish hatching process? From the beginning of the cycle of fish hatching, we actually go out into the public waters. They call it stripping the fish eggs from the female, fertilizing the eggs from the male, and bringing them back to the hatchery. From that's where our process starts. We actually go into the incubation. We actually raise these fish to, they call it a, a swim-up stage or a fry. From that stage, the fish come from incubation into our indoor tanks, depending on the species, but they stay within the indoor tanks for approximately four to six months. And then from there, they continue the rest of their life in the hatchery in the outdoor raceways, which is almost a year. These fish are very delicate. Um, within a short period of time, these fish can actually die just from lack of water, lack of oxygen. Well, my responsibility is to maintain the alarm system within these hatcheries that monitor these processes. From the egg stage to the actual, we call them a yearling stage, they are treated many different times. They have uh, certain medicated feeds, vaccines that we do. We try to raise a very healthy product. So when we put a fish out back in the public waters, that fish has a good chance of survival. And where do the fish go when you, when you release them? Actually, within the state of Michigan, every waterway you can imagine. Every little lake, stream, some inland, some tributaries to all the Great Lakes. Even some of our fish actually make it to other states. Can you give us an idea of how many fish you produce? Depending on the facility, depending on the size of the facility, anywhere between two and a half to six million fish. And what we're trying to do is promote our product. Our product is fish. We try to sell licenses. And so what we do is we try to offer visitor centers to the public to make them aware of what we do. The most popular attraction at the visitor center is the viewing pond to where people could see a six-foot sturgeon and then feed the other fish in the pond from trout, salmon, there's even some muskies and northern pike. Because your primary goal is to keep these fish healthy, obviously monitoring and alarming is crucial to your function. Can you tell us a little bit about the monitoring systems you have in place? To keep it simple, I came up with this little thing many years ago. I call it POW, which is power, oxygen, and water. From there, within the six hatcheries, they branch off into about 
900 different monitoring points from that power, oxygen, and water. Power meaning the presence of or the absence of at various pumps, motors, lift stations, the concentration of oxygen, and water. Um, one of our biggest concerns in any hatchery environment is thunderstorms. We are always within wet locations, very low-lying areas with a lot of water. And of course, lightning likes water in low-lying areas. When I started doing a little research on Opto 22, I heard Opto 22 had a modules, or actually one of their claim to fame was an optically isolated relay. Well, with an optically isolated, meaning there's no direct connection for electricity to follow. And that was a large selling point for me. Now, Opto 22 has proven to be very reliable equipment. Again, this is a um, nine-year-old system now. A lot of the equipment that's out there is the original equipment that was put in in 1999. It's still operating wonderfully. What happens when an alarm occurs? A lot of our equipment is automated. So there will be automatic generators that will start. Um, the pumps will automatically start. Um, various other processes will automatically come back on. This is actually our HMI that ties into the system. We have two of our main racks for the hatchery building, and this is actually where all the alarms are reported to and logged to. So if your water does go low, it actually gives you an alarm. But the temperature, if it goes too high, it actually initiates a timer. And when that timer times out, if it doesn't hit its set point within a certain time, that's when it shuts down and it just goes cold. Right. You can't freeze a fish but you can boil them real easy. Oh, okay. The temperature controlled water comes in here through the top tray, from that top tray, through each series of trays. These are filled with your small eggs of your fish, different species, different kinds. These are called heath trays. From the heath trays, they actually become fry, which is a small fish, and from the tray, they'll go from here out to the tanks in the tank room. Great, well thanks Chris for showing us your application. I sure learned a lot. And thank you for watching this video. For more information, visit opto22.com. See you next time.